Now back to today's JMO Radio Show. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Welcome back, John Morris Show on a Wednesday. John Morris, Aaron Sexton, joined by Jerry Hill. All right, Jerry, complete honesty. Were you boogieing mm-hmm. just now, hearing that music? You could Absolutely. not sit still, I, could you? I, let me ask you this, and Aaron can probably answer this. Um, y'all don't turn my y'all don't turn me on until like you come to me, right? <laughs> Why do you ask? <laughs> I am singing along with the song as, as it's playing. Yeah, so I'm hoping that I'm not singing along with them. So, all right, Aaron, make a note. <laughs> Next yeah, week with Jerry. I was about to say, yeah, no, I always keep you potted down until right. we're ready to go to you, but yeah, but you never know. No, we may get a singing introduction <laughs> during your segment. That's good, or even better if we had video. Speaking speaking of video, uh, acrobatics and tumbling won a national championship. You are uh, well renowned for your dances after big Baylor wins. Uh, right. Is there a dance coming to celebrate the A&T National Championship? It's almost like you were in my text exchange oh. earlier today. Oh, you know? I wasn't. Um, yes, we are setting up a very special one tomorrow, um, tomorrow. at the Mars McLean. Um, <laughs> Does it involve and, uh, a bungee? It involves a bungee. Okay. Right now, it does not include me on the bungee. Okay, okay. I, I think we are getting Gio Gennaro from the Lariat right. on the bungee, and either Bryce is going to do that or his what he's, his trademark is is doing the cartwheels behind me right. as I'm dancing. <laughs> We've done that twice with A&T. Yep. So, but we're going we're gonna to have those two involved and have the national championship trophy with us so this is this is like big time this is very well choreographed yeah bungee the whole bit i mean we don't usually these are usually very random and just kind of spur of the moment but this one (laughs) is actually planned out yeah uh this may be the uh most choreographed um celebration dance you've ever been a part of right I think only fitting though with A and T, sure, you know, that sure, we, that we choreograph it, and and for Coach Fee, um, she she almost kind of demands it every year, so she does ask you for it. Of, That's right. Most of the coaches would rather me not, yeah, um, but Coach Fee is actually one who asks for the dances. So, <laughs> yeah, and I think I owe her two actually because we did not do one from last year. So well, just make we this one double good. On that. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make. That's why we're kind of blowing this one out. I got you. And Geo's yeah. good with this, and Bryce Cherry is good with yeah, this. Geo and Bryce are both gonna be there. Um, so, and I think they're gonna have on their boogie shoes as well. Mm, very nice. <laughs> All right, do you have somebody to video this, or do we need to get uh, crew together? I believe. I believe Madeline will okay. be there All right. videoing, so I think we're good with that. I don't think we need a crew, um, so yeah, I, think, I think we're good on that. I know one point, um, I think it was maybe with women's basketball or something, Justin Hoff was trying to do this whole just, you know, including, um, you know, an amp and, and you know, <laughs> actually filming it and the whole bit, and I'm like, right. eh, I, don't think, I don't think we need to do that. So that might have been when... 
I might have been when Kyle Robarts was still here, but yeah, we we kind of nixed that one. I got gotcha. you. All right, so that yeah. uh, we can watch for that coming to social media soon, right? Should be tomorrow. Yes, we're we're shooting it tomorrow at one thirty. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, look, All right, look look in your inbox. <laughs> yeah, I will be watching for it. Well, certainly worth celebrating. Let's start there with acrobatics and tumbling. Uh, how about their performance beating uh, Oregon in the championship to win an eighth straight NCATA national championship? Yeah, it was it was huge, John. I mean, and they were – I'm not going to say they were flawless, but they were pretty dang close because um, I watched uh, most of – I don't remember if I watched all of the quarterfinal, but I watched most of the last two days. And just unbelievable performances. Um, you know, really both days they kind of, you know, put the exclamation point on it with the team event. And they just, you know, killed it in that both times. Um, you know, I know Oregon was within like three, maybe three and a half points going into that. And Baylor won by 10. Wow. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's how good they were in that closing team event. So, yeah, it was a, it was a great week for them. I think they won five individual national titles as well. So, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty fun. Dominant win for Baylor. Uh, and put it in perspective uh, for our listeners, to win by 10-plus yeah. points in acrobatics and tumbling, that would be like, you know, what, three touchdowns, four touchdowns in I, football? I would, Yeah, I would say probably at least. And, and here's the thing. Mm. I mean, there are like 100, over 100 points at stake mm-hmm. or that you can score in that team event. So you can kind of create some separation in it, but that's, you know, that that's kind of splitting hairs. Cause I mean, the whole meet, um, both with them and Quinnipiac kind of was going down to the wire and then they just kind of blew it open in, in the team event. But yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, cause I think they beat uh, Quinnipiac by maybe nine, yeah. so nine and 10 points. Uh, and Oregon, I think, maybe won their semifinal by, like, you know, very, very small um, margin. So, yeah, I think uh, it speaks to how good they are and maybe the separation. I, although some of the other teams, and they continue to try to, you know, try to raise their game as well, it's just there's there's a definite separation between Baylor and everybody else. And I let me say this, too, John, because I know somebody had commented on that on Twitter there are a lot of teams now doing A and T. So this mm-hmm. isn't like, I mean, at, when we first started all of this, back when Baylor first started the program, there were six. Right. And then it actually dropped down to five at one point. Now, the, I don't know that there's this many competing yet, but there's over 50 schools that are doing A and T now. So that's, I, I, I want to make that clear that it's not like, you know, they're not compete. You know, there's not enough teams to compete. There were only eight that made it to nationals and that was cutting a lot of teams, including Baylor played at Hawaii Pacific that last week. And that actually dropped them down yeah, yeah. Um, from eighth to ninth out of the field. So Hawaii Pacific didn't even make the field. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I, that's, I just wanted to make that clear. There's a lot of teams out there competing at A&T. That's a good point. It really is. And fee yeah. would be the first one to say, stand up and say, we need more teams. You know, we want more, right. we want to keep just winning, trying. but yeah, it yeah. just, it, it gets so many opportunities to, you know, female student athletes. We want teams and schools to keep adding the program. Yeah. And she, you know, she, she's campaigned for it a long time now. She's, such a big part of this sport and she, you know she was trying forever to get to 40 and she made it clear because that gets you to 
um, NCAA championship status once you have 40 teams that are competing for a full year. So that gets you to NCAA championship status. And, and But she said all along, we're not stopping at 40. And right. obviously they have. They're at, I think it's 54 maybe now, and they're still continuing to grow. I know there's some schools out there that are, you know, looking at it right now. So I think, you know, by this time next year, it'll probably be 60, 65 or more. Right. And a uh, little uh, ESPN Sports Center action last yeah. night for Baylor Acrobatics and Tumbling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that was great for them, you know, to get that recognition and and you know, I, certainly deserving. Like you know, they're eight-time national champions, so um, yeah, I, cool for them to get something like that. Uh, but yeah, I do think they deserve it, though. One of the highlights uh, they showed Bailey Humphreys uh, lifting and holding very steadily. Jordan Grindler, and she does the circle, and then it's the one-arm press into a pencil, and <laughs> and the the so guys. Cool. Yeah, the Sports Center anchors were like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> I've never yeah. seen anything like that." So, well, and just the strength that it takes to do something like that, John. I mean, exactly. I, I just, I can't even imagine it. I mean, Bailey is very strong. Jordan's a small person, but she's holding her up there with one arm, yeah, yeah. Uh, and balancing on that thing. It's incredible. It's I can't even fathom it. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is very impressive. And congratulations, to Coach Fee and Baylor Acrobatics and Tumbling. Uh, Jerry, help me, uh, within the last two or three hours, uh, men's golf got the word from the NCAA, and they are in the regionals. They are. They're going to California. Um, they're one of 13 teams there. They're seeded six. Um, top five make it to nationals, so they're right there you know, in position to where they can qualify for nationals. I believe this would be the seventh time to go to nationals, including fifth time under Coach McGraw. So, you know, obviously a great program. Um, you know, they've kind of had their ups and downs this year, but they're right around, John, I think in the low 30s, 31, 32, somewhere right in there in the golf stat and golf week rankings, top 30 basically go to nationals. So I think, like I said, they're right there with the other teams and, um, I think they'll have a good chance to make it out of there. They just got to be consistent. You know, they've, they've struggled with putting, you know, three or four rounds together, um, they've shown that they're capable of playing with and beating anybody, but they just they need to put it together for three or four rounds. And uh, we recorded this morning our Sikkim podcast for this week. It'll be out tomorrow. It is with uh, the associate head coach for men's golf, um, uh, Mikkel Burek Andreessen. And Andreessen. He, is, he is leaving. He is basically uh, going back home to Norway uh, for family reasons. But, gosh, what a great guy and what a great uh, part he is of this success with Coach Mike McGraw. Yeah, it was kind of a cool thing, him just coming back, because, you know, he was one of uh, Mike's first players when Mike got to Baylor and then came back as an assistant coach. So a really cool thing to, to see him, you know, come back and be a part of the program. And just felt like it was time for him, you know, to go back to Norway with his family. But I know he's been a huge asset to Coach McGraw and everything that they've done, whether it's in recruiting or, you know, just on the course with the team. And, and you know, I, I know he's been a big uh, contribution to this team because I know one of the things I think we talked about this going into the Big 12 was he does these putting drills 
um, with the team, and, and that really has helped them get better in that area, and that was an area that they had struggled in before. So, yeah, he's he's definitely made a difference in this program. Very cool. And they're going to uh, the Institute Golf Club, Morgan Hill, California, Northern, Morgan. Northern California. Um, as you said, the top five from there advanced to Greyhawk in Scottsdale, right. Arizona, for the uh, Nationals. All right, how about tennis, men's and women's tennis? Open play in the NCAAs this week. Uh, the women, uh, close trip down to College Station. Yeah, they're going down there and playing a familiar foe, uh, you know, playing SMU that they just played, I think it was about maybe three weeks ago, John, three and a half weeks ago. Uh, it was on Baylor's senior day, actually, and Baylor beat them 4-1. to one. Uh, Paula Barañano um, got the question. <laughs> wait, wait, wait say that again. <laughs> no, nah, let's don't try Aaron, are we rolling here? You say can, that again. Yeah, Jerry. you can use that. You can use that as a drop. Paula Barnano. Barnano. There you go. That's good. There's a there's a rolling or rolling in in there somewhere. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm not getting it right. Is it Barnano? So, Barnano. Is that right? Barnano. Yes. yes. <laughs> I've probably said it like eight different ways now. Yeah, but true. she did get the clinching point. They play SMU again. Um, you know, in the first round. A&M hosting there. They're the number two seed overall. So really good best season in A&M's history. So um, that would be a tough second round uh, matchup. But, you know, if they could just get through SMU and, and, and get to the second round, great accomplishment for this team because they had lost, you know, two of their top three players, I guess, from last year, uh, a doubles team that was at one point ranked number one in the nation. So that was a big loss. Um, you know, heading into this year. So a younger team to make it to just to make it to the NCAA tournament. But then if they could get through the first round, that would be a, a big accomplishment for Joey Scribano's team. That'd be good. And then uh, Michael Woodson, the men, they're headed to Columbia, South Carolina. They get a, a yeah. rematch of a, a match. It was earlier in the season, but they get Florida State again. Right. They do. They played Florida State, John, in the ITA kickoff weekend. Uh, with the winner going to the ITA uh, national tournament, and Baylor beat them four to two. Like you said, a long time ago, that was end of January. Um, so you know, both teams have gone through a lot since then. Uh, Baylor, uh, in particular, they they went through just uh, a, not a lot, but significant injuries that kept Teddy Fairluck out and Finn Bass. Um, you know, basically two of their top three players were out of the lineup for different periods of time they're both back they're healthy um you know finn and teddy both got a little match action at the big 12 tournament and maybe the one match before that so they they at least have been out there and played maybe shook some rust off so i think they'll be maybe at the best they've been since probably february so um good chance for them and, and then they would get south carolina likely in the second round, the host team and their number nine seed, I believe they're ranked number eight. Um, and they also played them. They played them at the ITA national mm -hmm. indoor. So uh, again, you know, two teams that they're familiar with that they've already played this year. And, and the winner of that would get probably a matchup with Tennessee, uh, which is the eight seed. So, yeah, I think it's, it was a favorable draw or Michael Woodson felt like it was a favorable draw. Yeah. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, you know, they're used to playing here at home and being the favorites, a much different role this year, John, but uh, I think they were excited about this opportunity and just the way that the draw played out. 
So men's tennis, uh, those injuries you spoke of, now getting those guys back and getting closer to full strength. Uh, tell everybody the reaction that you saw from Florida State when they saw that they were going to play Baylor in the opening round. Well, what I had seen was just these sad, sad faces, but the continuation of it was they were mad. Oh, really? Throwing things, yeah. And they were just very upset that they drew, you know, that because they they were that close to being a regional host. Actually, wow. They were around seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Mm. So they were that close to seventeen, I think, actually. So they were that close to being a regional host. And not only are they hosting, they're or not hosting. They're going on the road, and they're playing a Baylor team that was in the national championship final two years ago. <laughs> so, yeah, they, Florida State was not happy with yeah, that at all. That's funny. Jerry Hill with us, uh, Baylor Athletics. Uh, I, I said this earlier, Jerry, your finger on the pulse of all things Baylor Athletics, so don't let that put any pressure on you. Uh, let's talk softball. Uh, coming off really a disappointing weekend in Ames, losing two of three to Iowa State. But a big series to close the regular season, the split series against Texas that begins Friday. Yeah, and I think all along this was the one, you know, almost kind of a make or break uh, with, with Texas that I think uh, if they could win that series, and certainly if they could sweep, that would be hard to do against, you know, a top five, top seven team nationally. But, you know, if you could win that series, you might still have a chance to host. I know the Iowa State series obviously didn't help. But again, if you beat, um, you know, a top five, top seven team, uh, you know, and maybe win one of the the one game on the road and maybe split at home, I think that would be huge because I think you, you know, add that to beating Tennessee twice at their plate place, beating the only team that's beaten Oklahoma. So you have some significant wins. You have a pretty good resume already. Uh, you beat A&M earlier in the year as well. Um, so, I think if they win that Texas series, John, I think they've got an outside chance. Maybe they need to do something at the Big 12 tournament next weekend as well. But, you know, I think uh, th this would put them in, in good position if they could win this series, regardless of what happened this past weekend at Iowa State. Yeah, that'd be good. So Friday in Austin, Saturday at 6 in Waco, Sunday at 1 in Waco, senior day, uh, which is just one senior for this Baylor team. And Aaron and I were talking about it earlier this week. I mean, look at that team and – how they've grown, and uh, right. to think they are going to get basically everybody back for next year. Yeah, Josie Bauer, the only senior, yeah. and she's mainly been the DP and isn't in the lineup every day. So, yeah, I think that uh, bodes well for the future that they have all those pieces back. And you add to that Aaliyah Benford coming back yeah. from her injury that's basically kept her out the whole year. So you add her back and then a, an incoming class coming in to what they have coming back and they could be really good next year john yeah really good all right man great to visit with you thank you very much is that all we got that's all we got <laughs> no yeah we gotta go it's all, hey this real? one yeah this is only an hour show sorry so that's all we've got <laughs> all right thank hey, you very much i will go I, I agree with boogie shoes now as the intro for me Every you got time. it the official yep. intro song official intro. for jerry hill yep. that is nice yeah Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, guys. All right, see you. Our good friend, and we hope yours, Jerry Hill from Baylor Athletics, Director of Sports Journalism, and a real peach of a guy and just great to work with in Baylor Athletics. I, I do mean that. Seriously. Absolutely. We yeah. we joke with Jerry. We do. He's a great guy. He's he, easy to he pick on. one of the best guys you'll ever meet. He Not really an exaggeration. No. One of my favorite people. That's true. That's fun.
All right, we just talked to him for 19 minutes, and he was asking, is that it? Well, there are certain other shows he's been on that, you know. Well, that's true. Yeah. Those interviews a little longer. Uh, it's only an hour here. <laughs> 19's right. pretty brief. <laughs> that's true. All right, thanks to uh, Jerry Hill for being on with us. Uh,